0: So I actually started
1: running because I was asthmatic. For this episode, we have a lady who started running to wean off her asthma medications. Yes, you heard that right and that dream that started to get rid of asthma led her to represent India in the 24-hour world championship. And later with the not giving up spirit and hard work, she didn't just represent India in 24-hour world championship but also became the first Indian woman to win the 24-hour world championship in France covering 202.2 kilometers in 24 hours. This crazy, amazing, awesome lady is none other than the ultra-runner Apurva Chaudhary Chikara. She believes in the power and magic of universe, in living life to the fullest and doing some not-so-regular things. She absolutely loves traveling, trekking and exploring the world. I'm Benakshi Srivastava, your host for Inspiring Explorers and I welcome you to the show Inspiring Explorers. Each week I'll be interviewing some of the most successful personalities who will share with us their inspiring life journeys and some of the interesting travel experiences that are not limited to sightseeing. Guys, make sure you share this episode with your friends. Please do subscribe, follow, give a 5 star rating and hopefully a review. And also don't forget to come say hi to me on Instagram at the rate my boho voyage. Now before I start this episode, let me inform you that we recorded this interview during the COVID-19 lockdown and hence the recording was done remotely. We were both sitting in our houses and recorded it online. So please don't mind the background noises and I hope you still enjoy it. So without any further delay, let me welcome our guest for today, the ultra runner, Apurva Chaudhary Chikara. Welcome to Inspiring Explorers, Apoorva. Thank you, so much. Okay, so the first question, how did you choose running as a career? So, I actually
0: started running because I was asthmatic. And I just picked up running because I wanted to wean off my medication. And I was too tired of taking asthma medication. Like, you know, it was just killing me. Every day my father would come up with some medicine. and was like, you know, I think this is Ayurveda. You should try this and try that and this one day I just decided like to wean off all the asthma medication and uh, I started traveling, trekking, running and uh, somehow I could see the changes in me I mean I went to the mountains I did some uh, treks and I was at the altitude of you know 4,000 meters which is around I think uh, 16,000 feet or something and I did not I mean being an asthmatic I should you know, feel some kind of problem at at that altitude, yeah. But I did not face any challenge. And I came back and then I picked up running and I realized that, you know, the frequency of my asthma relapses, it went down. And then I kept on running and after a year, I could like literally feel like, you know, for almost one year, I wasn't on any medication and there was not one relapse that I faced during that, you know, one year of span, which is in 2016, 2017, I, I, you know, I was just, I was not an avid runner back then, but rather a trekker, a backpacker who would want to summit mountains. So that is what I was doing. I was climbing mountains. I was volunteering for, you know, ultra runs. And uh, then I gradually, you know, uh, increased my distance from you know two kilometers to five kilometers to 10 kilometers and in 2017 I finally decided to run a uh, a half marathon and that was in December yeah that was in December, December 2017 that is when I registered for Adidas surprising and I ran my first half marathon and I was I always wanted to do a sub two because that is what I've heard from you know fellow runners like you know what a sub two is a good time to run your first half marathon so it was kind of stuck in my head like you know if I will run my first half marathon it has to be a sub two so I ran and it was a sub two and fortunately I made it to the podium also I was the I was I came first in that uh, half marathon uh, because there weren't too many women participants at that event but yeah I mean it, it's 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 a good start it's, so I kind of enjoyed it and then I registered for another half marathon which which is which was IDBI so I I ran that in 2018 February so and that is when I met my coach so he's this young guy his name is Kanan Jain and he is uh, I think 21 now so and he was I think 18 or 19 back then yeah So I met him and he was like, wow, Didi, this is so good to meet you. The conversation went on and then we became friends. He started messaging me and uh, his exams got over and we met. And when we were sitting, we did discuss about, you know, my trip to Ladakh, where in a backpack for like 15 days. And after that conversation, he asked me, would you like to represent India in world championships? I asked him, what's that? He was like, you know, it's a 24 hour uh, running championship. And you run fortunately, you run for, you know, 24 hours in a 400 meter track. And I looked at him, uh, you know, I was very surprised. I looked at him like, are you, are you nuts? Are you crazy? Do you really think that, you know, uh, I can run 24 hours in a 400 meter loop? Uh, I, I hardly run half marathons as of now. And maybe, you know... Uh, until the end of the year which was 2018 maybe you know until you know the end of this year maybe in october or in november i will run a full marathon and then he said you know just go back and think about it and i went i came back home and i don't know why i said yes to him i was like okay i think maybe in at the back of my head i could just think of wearing the indian jersey so yeah exciting for me like wearing in the Indian Jersey okay and I did not think of anything it was just a random dream that he put up in my head I was like okay and I called him I was like uh Kanan I I want to represent India in, in the 24 hour world championship and then he asked me are you sure and I was like uh you you're not asking me this again like you just asked me this question once I did think about it now I've made my head no matter what it takes yes I am in it and I'll I'll be doing it you know with 110% of dedication and uh, then he told me that you know you have to first qualify for it and to qualify for it you you should run more than you know 160 or 170 kilometers in your 24 hour in a 24 hour stadium run and we hardly had a year to actually prepare and qualify for the championship so we broke this big goal into you know into three small goals. so first we sat down first actually i think we ran from Gurgaon to delhi gurdanao to india gate rather yeah so it, there was a run happening from gurdanao to india gate and that was my upgrade from a half marathon to a 30 kilometer wow.
1: So yeah we got starting point was where from where was it uh, the starting point it was started from leisure leisurely park okay wonderful yeah that's too much like from <laughs> yeah. there to india gate uh, quite a quite and it run. wasn't actually
0: exactly 30 kilometers it was 29 point something yeah so, still, we ran, yeah so we ran from gurgaon to india gate and at the india gate we sat down and we decided how will we actually qualify for you know qualify to represent the country in 24 hour championship so we decided that we'll do 50 kilometer race first to qualify for a 12-hour stadium run and then once we'll do a 12-hour stadium run then we'll do a 24-hour stadium run and we only had uh, three races to you know actually qualify for the championship so 50 kilometer i did toughman Mashobra in july 2018 then uh, we ran 12-hour stadium run like exactly i think a month after that which was in august 2018 and I ran 99.76 kilometer in my first 12-hour stadium run, and the whole, in fact, the running community was uh, surprised because you know someone who is running a half marathon, that person, move, you know, moving to a distance of a hundred kilometer in such a short span, and that too, you know, you know, staying away from injuries. So it was kind of good appreciation people started acknowledging me my presence but nobody knew that i was you know preparing to qualify for the world championships and then the same year 2018 december i ran my first 24-hour run and by the grace of god and by by i mean my coach he has always been my side so by by his help by the grace of god and all the good vibes that i received from you know from everyone from all my friends i could qualify for the world championship rather i was the first woman to qualify for the 24-hour world championship and that is when i made the national record in the 24-hour you know 24-hour running format so it was it was beautiful and that is when I gave myself another goal like you know the idea is not just to qualify and wear the Indian jersey and to represent the country in the world championship the idea is to you know represent your country strong I even I I have goosebumps oh my god yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: so then I gave myself a target no Indian woman could touch you know the figure 200 in a 24-hour championship and I took that up as a challenge so after the race when we sat down when when I I mean after qualifying when I sat down with my coach I looked at him and I said you know we we are doing 200 kilometers and he looked at me and he said yes we will but not too soon and I was like no but I want to do it there was this another stadium run coming up which was in India Bangalore and he said no you do you're running this run as a training run uh, but I promise that you will run 200 kilometers uh, and you you will represent the country strong. So from I think from that day onwards, we started preparing for a 200 kilometer. And I think I, I I keep so many journals. So I believe in magic books and dreams and magic. I in fact have a magic box. I keep, you know, putting the chips of my dreams in that box. So, yeah, I mean, with all the preparation, I went to Paris and I did run there. I ran strong and I could do what I went off. I, I became the first Indian woman to run 200 kilometers rather more than 200. which It was 202.2 kilometers in a 24-hour stadium run format. So, yes, I mean, the journey that started to get rid of asthma has led me to a dream
1: to represent the country. Wow, beautiful. So were there any hurdles that you faced? I do remember the hurdles
0: that I faced. I mean, I I worked nine to five, so I used to get up like super early in the morning, go for my training runs, then go to work, do all the work, come back, cook, clean, and then again train in the evening and then sleep. There were days, you know, when I literally like cried, like, damn, why am I doing this? I did, you know, question myself at times, like, why am I doing this? Why have I registered for this pain? There were days, I mean, when in I would go home on weekends and nobody knew that, you know, I was preparing for something this crazy. Not my parents, not, not my siblings, just a couple of people, like, you know, fistful of people. My best friend, she knew she has witnessed the journey from this from from the very beginning. You know, the day when I came and I said, you know, I'm doing this when I pinned my dream on the board. So I, I keep this board in my room when I you know keep pinning things. So I pinned it on on the board and she she did not question me she did look at me with a little surprise and she's like, okay, fine, whatever. Another stupid thing that she's up to. Uh, but I, I don't know if she believed in me or, or if she did not believe in me back then. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was then when I started and I went home, my dad would say, you know, why would you want to go and run? You you're just here for two days. Why, why are you showing off? You just, you're going for a run because you want to show off. And I could not tell him that, you know, I'm preparing for something big and yeah, he kept saying that he would just ask me not to go. So what I would do is I would rather wait for him to leave from home. Once he's out of home, I'll just put on my running shoes and I'll go. And there are times when we both met like in between, like, damn, I asked you not to go for a run. What are you doing here? So that sort of things. But I mean, I I it, it, it's all worth it. I, I used to go to work and people would tell me that, you know, it's not your age to, you know, run for the country or represent for the country, though, did, though they did not know anything about it. But still, you know, age, age is the factor. Uh, yeah, pursuing it as a passion is all yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, you cannot play for the country now or this, that, blah, blah. But you just have to, you know, keep ignoring the naysayers in your head. You, you don't have to answer them then and there. Like, you know, keep keep working, keep working.
1: And Let, you need to believe in self first. Right?
0: Exactly. Keep, yeah. keep believing in yourself. Let people say what they're saying. You have a dream and you don't have to prove yourself in words. You do not have to explain yourself in words. Let your actions explain it for you. Uh,
1: So here you also proved uh, one more point that uh, you said your coach was young, very young. Yeah. So the age factor doesn't, you know, the age factor goes, uh, you know, irrelevant there as well. Like you're aged for running, but he's a young coach.
0: Yeah, so i think that that also worked for me he his energy is infectious and we did not start running crazy from the beginning itself he does a lot of research when it comes to running he here he hears so many podcasts he watches so many documentaries he keeps sending those podcasts and documentaries to me not just that we actually did not uh, start putting in a lot in our training we gradually increased you know the distance the mileage the training uh, that is how he could actually keep me away from the injury that's one thing and i think uh i think we think too much when we want we can learn from anyone right so your teacher doesn't uh necessarily uh, need to be uh, an elderly person your coach I mean your trainer your coach your teacher can be anyone around you. you just have to put your faith in in your teacher That that's the most important thing to do so when you choose a teacher when you call anyone a teacher or a coach you have to like you put uh, your faith your trust in that person 110% and believe that you know the, the person is also working For your goal with you um, as dedicatedly as you are so I think he's he I I put my faith in him and I was completely following the plan without doubting it I wasn't following anyone else I wasn't talking to too many people uh, because that creates unnecessary distraction Um, and yes you know he also he is very dedicated and he kept putting in his uh, insights, his research to my training and I am sure it will continue to work in favor of me. So,
1: yes. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, that's a good point that, uh, you know, our mentor can be anybody. It doesn't have to yeah. really uh, an elder guy only. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Skills matter and determination yeah. matters, I guess. Right? Exactly, exactly. Um, Okay, so like you said that when you were running, your father used to say that I don't run karo and your office people also were not really, you know, believing in you. So like uh, what were these challenges that you faced while choosing this as your career? Like people usually see running as a passion and not as a career and they uh-huh. hardly believe in the risk of, uh, you know, ki runner will become yeah. To so I think
0: any dream. I think I'm lucky that way when it comes to my workplace. So there will be people around you who are who are your colleagues. They may not believe in what you're doing, right? But uh when it comes to work, my I mean my bosses have always been very, very supportive. So they never stopped me to go and participate for any run. They never stopped me. I mean, I've always got as many leaves as I wished for. Uh, for for my uh, races so work has always been very supportive they in fact felicitated me after my uh, you know uh, after the first national record that i made and in fact when i went to alibi and i became the first indian woman to you know run 200 kilometer they uh, my he 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 did a meeting with me he met me he uh, he asked me for whatever support, you know, I require, he would like to provide that support to me. So, and yeah, and the conversation did go forward as well. So the work has been supportive. The colleagues may, s- initially, they did not believe in me. My father, he actually did not know what I was up to. So, you know, he was like, why would anyone run 20 kilometers, 30 kilometer, 10 kilometer for no use? Why is someone putting their body in such exertion for no reason? I mean, at this age, you cannot become an athlete, right? So what's the point of training this hard at this age? So that is what my father was thinking. And he did not get to know about it until everything was actually in the newspaper. So the night I made the national record, I called my mother. She She was aware of it. I called her and I was like, you know, I ran this much in... 24 hours, uh, 24 hours, and I've become a national athlete now. So she was happy. She went, and my Taiji, Taiji, my dad, everyone was there. And she told it to them, and they were like, "This is not a good thing. You're, you're you know, you're, you're praising this. She's, I don't know what is she up to. Why is she running for 24 hours? And what would she do to her body? And next day, everything was in the newspaper. It was covered by the national newspapers. So uh that is how they got to know about it and then they started getting the calls from you know all the neighbors and all the relatives like i think she's your daughter we just read your name in the newspaper she's made a national record how are you feeling and that is when my dad called me and said "You know, uh i'm proud of you and i was like i think that was the first again i'm sorry so that was the first time in my life when my dad
1: said you know i'm proud of you i was like okay oh, wow. 20 years i waited for this Yes, yeah, so you kind of proved it to them. Rather not to prove it to
0: anyone. Believe, do not lose faith in yourself. Do not lose faith in your dream. That is the most important thing. No matter what people say, and you don't have to explain it to them in words. Never explain anything to people in words. Beat your parents, beat your siblings, your friends, anyone. Just you know, believe in your dream. Keep you know, keep moving in the right direction. And one, the the day isn't too far when you, you know, reach at your goal. So one step at a time and just stay quiet, keep, keep, keep doing it.
1: True. Wonderful. Also, I think uh, when you had asthma, I think anybody would give up on anything. Especially something like trekking and running. <laughs> so but yeah. what was your mind and process that uh Yar, ye karke ho, hai. like how does that so people actually
0: say oh, you should do yoga, you should do this, you should do that. And trust me, it I was I got crazy because of it. I mean like everyone, some relative would come up with some medication and you know, my parents would come up with some medication and the asthma relapses were very frequent. I was very negative. So, and you know, you, you just hate eating all those medicines. I mean, every day you're eating a medicine for something or the other thing. So uh, that happened. And fortunately I was very active in theater back then. So I was exploring opportunities to participate in theater. And I got to be the body double of a runner in a running documentary and that is when I got to know that you know there is something that is called ultra running and that is how people run through that lady her name is Kavita Kanapadi. through that lady I started I got to know about ultra running and then I started volunteering for ultra run so uh, they invited me to to volunteer at one of their uh, Ultra marathon, which was happening in Run of Kutch. So I went there. I was, you know, I was helping them marking the routes and, uh, you know, managing other stops, aid stations. And that is when I was roaming around in dust and, uh, you know, running around and under the sun in different, different talents. So that is, and then I went to Spiti to actually help them. Uh, for a race that is called Himalayan crossing. And that is when I realized, actually, I think, you know, despite of me, you know, going out, playing, you know, outside, outdoor games, being dirty, if that doesn't cause any asthma problem, I think it could be, you know, in my head. It could be that, you know, it could be, I don't know what it could be, but I think this is something that is helping me. Traveling, you know, meeting, you know, marking these routes, going outdoors. So that is when actually I, you know, tried. Like, let me just give it a try. let let me just go out for a run and see. So I just weaned off my asthma medication and doctors told me that, you know, I this is this is a lifetime thing. And you you have to learn to live with it. So you're gonna be like really crazy and stubborn to
1: just beat something like
0: that. Yeah, prove them wrong. Like okay Sorry, are you saying that uh, I got to learn to live with it? What if I want to learn to live with it? What if I want to just been it off? Yeah. So you, you must have heard stories of people who've overcome cancers, people who've overcome, you know, some, some crazy uh, diseases.
1: And that only through, I think, their willpower. Yeah. So that's also like very nice thing. You know, you're talking about yeah. willpower. I think people are going to learn a lot. Through this also, like yeah, I'm not asking people to give up on their medications. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, <laughs> please I mean, I mean I, Yeah,
0: please do that. Yeah. So I, I'm not asking anyone to wean off their medication. Maybe I mean we can try. They have to be, exactly. You believe. Believe. Yeah. yeah. The, if we talk about homeopathy that uh, works on the placebo effect. And that is like they don't actually give you medicine. Yeah. So they do not actually give you medicine. It's just the idea of the medicine that they put in your head that you're taking medicine for this particular d- disease and it's it's actually curing the that, that disease and people believe in it and they recover so they, there are studies that support what I am saying but I would not suggest anyone to wean off their medication because well, obviously yeah it worked for me yeah,
1: yeah like at least nahi hai ki give up up to
0: just imagine so if let me I have did my training runs even when I was sick even when I feel feverish so I would just not sit down and feel tired or sick because if you feel it you actually you, you're telling your brain to you know just uh accelerate it like you know okay fine you, you you're creating so like basically what do you think you created right so you, I'm not saying that you're not feeling tired or, or you know, you, you're not, you don't have fever or whatever. But if you just sit down and feel it, you, I mean, you, you, re, you just catch it faster. Yeah. Even just the initial symptoms. So, true. I, yeah, exactly. So basically you create what you think. So true. Things. Yeah. Two things. Create health,
1: create happiness, create dreams. Yes. And you can make it happen.
0: Yeah, you can all so if you can dream it, you can do it. If you cannot dream
1: it, you cannot do it. The first step is to dream. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. So, and believe in the magic of life. Yeah, exactly. Also believe in magic, per se. I, say, but I you have, have to work hard for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't
0: realize exactly, it doesn't come easy. Like say I say I will be the greatest runner on this planet, but then i sleep and <laughs> eat and i don't work out how will i be the best
1: runner on the planet or you know in this world or in the history true you'll have to work for the dreams also exactly obviously you have to work for your dreams yeah so you said that uh, you covered uh, you were the first woman uh, mm-hmm. in the 24 world 24 hours world championship to cover 200 kilometers so first indian woman first indian woman yes yeah, so, yeah you were the first indian woman to cover um, you know 200 kilometers in the 24 hours world championship in paris mm-hmm. so how was that entire experience like you worked so hard for it so how exactly yeah. was it in the feelings and the experience so, entire experience you know
0: yeah so the race actually happened not in paris but alibi so alibi okay. is a small town in france so it happened there so the race race day, so I was all excited when I got the you know Indian jersey in my head, hands, and I was overwhelmed. We went there, we were meeting other teams, just so many participants from you know so many countries, and uh, I, I would tell you exactly how I felt on the race day because before the race day, I think I didn't feel much. I was enjoying the city, I was meeting people and i was talking to my you know fellow runners and they were nervous some some of them were excited some of them uh, some of them they they you know they th- that wasn't their first time so when i went for my race so i usually do it so i i surrendered myself to the universe and i look up so i usually do that i usually surrender myself to the universe i look up and i tell that you know uh, i've made a plan right i have made a plan i have trained on that plan but today i surrender everything to you and if you you know help me execute it help me execute it i have a race day plan i have put in all everything that was required from me uh, on a training day please you know please help me execute it i in fact talk to my body like you know please today is the day maybe i will be putting you through uh, through through a torture but please support me help me so after 12 hours your body actually doesn't uh, accept food uh, properly so you know I you, I keep talking to my body as well you know please accept the food I'll feed you properly once this race gets over I'll, I'll give you good food so just support me today so when I started running uh, I, I wasn't competing with anyone so I had a goal in my head like you know I, I went there with a goal a target in my head which was not 202, it was a little more than that. I couldn't achieve what I planned for, but yeah, to, I wasn't uh, stopping. I wasn't, I, I mean, it I decided it, it in my head, like no matter what, it's not going to be less than 200, no matter what. So I already had a goal in my head. I wasn't competing against anybody and I stick to the plan. So I, I made a plan and I followed it. Like I did not run fast in the beginning. Uh, the idea was to run consistently throughout so i was running consistently throughout without competing against anyone my competition was me and i had to prove myself that i have become better uh, than the previous uh, 24-hour stadium run that i have done so those were the thoughts i i do remember you know, running with the star athletes, elite athletes, and you know, there were moments when you feel tired and then you look at them, like if they can do it, and and if you know, if if there's so many people who can do it, why can't I do it? So that is when I mean that was one thought that kept me going. It's like, you know, I looked looked at those elite athletes, the world champions. So like did are the world champions, right? They eat I think they eat the same food, they have the same blood flesh, bones, right? So if they're doing it, why can't I do it? So that is how I kept going, going. And I do remember um, at, at the 13th hour, I so I don't know why I started missing my mom. So it, it does happen. You you just do, don't know. You're so overwhelmed You because you're running. And there's so many thoughts that are there in your head. So at the 13th hour, I started missing my mom and I started crying. And that is when I... Recalled everything, everything that could have you know broken me down to pieces, but you know it did not. I bounced back. I bounced back stronger, and that is when I recalled all the bad training runs that I've I've had. I mean, the training runs wherein I have puked. The training runs wherein I would not want to just go and run. The training run uh, wherein you know I was I was almost. Asleep and running, so we did so many night runs. When I, I, you know, run at night, so there were runs where you know my eyes are closed, eyes were closed, and I was running, and I fell down because you know at times I would bump into a speed breaker. So that sort of things. You you. So I recalled all those things, you know, the bad training days, how I couldn't cope, what people said, you know, how I could not make until to this particular track. So there were so many things, but you you do recall all those things, the people who supported you, the nice people who were always there for you. So when you give up, you think of those people as well, you know, they, they have hopes from you back at the back in your country. People are, you know, cheering for you. They're just consistently following your race. They want to know, you know, what, what the result would be. And. I don't remember when I came back, there were so many messages, is she going for the magic number today? So the magic number was if she would be able to, you know, run a 200 kilometer in 24 hours. So they were were all excited and they were all discussing it. So all the good vibes that they were sending. And in fact, I do remember, I mean, the kind of support that we got in Paris, it was commendable. I have never seen such support in India. I mean, the old ladies were like, you know, sitting there with the, those pom poms in their hands with the big banners people were you know cheering us throughout the night they were there sitting uh, with their kids and cheering us i mean the indians who live in alibi they were there supporting us cheering for us so it was it was overwhelming and it's i mean people there they're not only cheering for their country that was the best thing that i experienced they were cheering for everyone and they would just see me every time and they, they'll start shouting india india and that was a the, the adrenaline rush i mean you feel so so good and i think i was smiling throughout the race i did not feel no pain so i do remember when i ran my first 24 hour. A race. I, I kept questioning myself, why am I doing this? Why did I register for this? This is so much of pain. I think this is the last time I'm doing this. I'll never repeat it. And then I ended up making the national record, which made me run uh, another 24-hour run. And I mean, I had to run this world championship and this was the smoothest race I've, I've actually run. I did not feel no pain. I ran strong. And I think after the fifteenth hour, I got into the beast mode. like I knew that it's going to be a two hundred. but I did got I mean I, I did feel uh, a little scary at around the twenty second hour because that is when you see so many people fainting, you know, people are just puking and you do not want to catch that vibe. you just you're too scared to catch that vibe. you're too scared to get into that zone. So, yes, but then I, I wanted to cross the 200 kilometer mark and when I crossed it, I, I mean, I, I had tears in my eyes. I just kept run, running with tears and thanking the universe, thanking all the people who actually supported me during the training runs. Just, they're invisible people. They're people, I mean, family, friends who took care of my laundry, I mean, my massages on the weekends, my food. There's, there's so many things that you know people invisibly take care of so I don't know somehow I am fortunate that I'm surrounded by all the amazing good kind people all around me so yeah I mean that that was very very overwhelming and after the 200th my best friend she especially flew from London for the race so she flew for the race with uh, her fiance and she just took care of everything that she could have and that is how she has been part of this whole journey from the day i pinned up that you know that dream on the board to actually accomplishing that dream on that particular day so yes i mean her presence there it also i mean made it very special my coach and i ran the last two he also represented the country basically we both ran the last two or three loops together with the Indian flag uh, on our shoulders so it was just too too overwhelming I mean you just I don't know there's some people when they accomplish their dreams they're just very happy and you know they have different ways of expressing it I cry I cry Mm for days when I receive calls I just keep crying and crying so it take me, uh, I, I take time to, you know, digest it like, okay, it has happened. And I, I I don't know, maybe I'm just, I'm full of gratitude and just too, too happy and too thankful to this universe uh, for actually making everything, you know, come true. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, that is so awesome, yeah. I mean, a girl facing asthma problems becomes the first Indian woman to cover 200 kilometers in 24 hours. That's really magical.
0: Yeah, I mean, yes, you you should say that. It's, I, 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 I'm a little proud of myself. It's just the beginning, as I say. Yes. But yes, I mean, as I say, yes, anything is possible. It's just that if you dream it, you can do it. Just imagine someone who thought of going to the moon for the first time, what do you think? Would be right. Nobody, no one would believe him.
1: Nobody like, would.
0: Nobody would. Why? I mean, look at this stupid man. He wants to go to that thing that yeah. looks <laughs> and shiny and red and whatnot. How, how is, I don't know, how comes later on? But first of all, you just have to dream and then plan it, start working towards it, and one day you will just. Reach there. Yeah. Just imagine someone would say, "I go to the Mount Everest." No one, no one would believe. Why? I mean, no, yeah. I, I, people, oh, die going there. people die. People Yeah, people die going there. Right? Flying. A man who would would have said first time that you know, "I'll I'll fly." Right. True. Ow. Right. how like man. People would people would have called him mad. Like he's mad. Right, True. but have yeah, aeroplanes no now people are flying yeah, through the gliders then their parachutes the, there's so many things yeah
1: and you can fly and yeah we if so, any
0: dream is obviously it sounds crazy in the beginning the first,
1: yeah right
0: it's a first step and it sounds crazy and people would call you mad but it's okay i've lost friends during i mean i was training and then you know Nobody knew what I was training for. In fact, when people got to know that what I actually was training for, you know, I did not have time to socialize, right? I would go and train in the morning. Then I would go to work. Then I come back, sleep. Weekends are heavy training days when you train more. So When you train more, you want to sleep more. Like if you train for six, seven hours in a day, what else would you want to do? Sleep and eat. And then you only get the weekend to clean your room and your Face when you don't have you know any time in a weekday. So I've lost enough, I mean I've lost so many uh, social circles that I used to be part of but I think it's all good because what's there now is worth keeping I know it
1: right People who have been there they're my, my people they'll always be there True. So, you also traveled through your work, like volunteering and uh, for the races, obviously. And then through your race also, you went to Paris. So, uh, yeah. tell us about uh, some uh, experiences which were not related to sightseeing, you know, like we all sightsee. I need some uh, other experiences that are not limited to sightseeing.
0: Okay. So, this was not through my book. This was actually before when I started running. I backpacked to Ladakh, and just imagine a girl, a solo traveler. People say it's not safe to hitchhike. I hitchhiked. I hitchhiked with truck drivers. So I met Zakir. Zakir is a truck driver in Leh, and he is one amazing person. I was I was dead tired. I I did not want to hitchhike with a on a motorbike because my back was hurting. I was carrying my backpack. So if you're sitting on a bike with a backpack, your back is just super dead. And just imagine the kind of terrain the Leh Ladakh that area has. So I hitchhiked in the truck. I was scared. I would not lie. I was shit scared because it was my first time. I was hitchhiking in a truck with a stranger, and he could see that I was tired and sleep-deprived and that is when he said "Uh, he said sister if you want to sleep you can sleep this is not Delhi NCR you're safe here and that hit me hard I mean like just look at that guy I mean and his truck was super comfortable and if you're traveling in Leh Ladakh I think truck is the best test ride one can experience so that was one bizarre experience And uh, through my work, I've traveled to a lot of places. So I've been to Berlin, I've been to Austria, Prague, Paris, a lot of other places too. So I I remember this one story from uh, from Germany. I was in Berlin. And from Berlin, I planned to go to uh, a town, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's, I think, called Dresden. If I'm not wrong. So I went there. It was pouring throughout the day. So it was pouring and uh, just, I am too confused with those, their red lines, blue lines, this line, that line, buses, trains, trams. So I went, I explored the forts and the museums and then I kept standing at this one point waiting for my bus. So no, for half an hour, no bus came and I, it was my first time in a, you know, in a foreign land, and I was too skeptical to, you know, ask for a lift. But then for a good one hour, no bus came, and then I had no choice but to ask for a lift. People did not give me lift. And then this girl, Yasmin, came, so was all tattooed with, you know, piercing and all. She stopped, and I was like, would you please drop me to the nearest, uh, you know, bus stop or a uh, train stop, tram stop, because no bus has come here for past one hour and it'll be so nice of you land she dropped me uh, to the bus stop and we've had a very very good conversation so that was awesome and then i would tell you the story of this kind of stra- stranger whom we met in uh, uh, austria so i couldn't find a taxi and i couldn't i mean i i went to to taxi drivers, and they, they, you know, they're denying that. You know, we this this place is nearby. Just please, you know, you can walk to that place. You can walk to that place. My internet wasn't working, and then I was scared. I like I was shit scared. So I was walking down the street, and I, I kept asking the, you know, cab drivers there, could you please drop me? Could you please? And they kept denying, and they were not speaking in in English. So they were speaking in some different language that I don't understand. And then then I met this guy. Afghani guy. He could speak the language, so he did try to convince the taxi driver to drop me. And then he offered help. He asked me if I speak Urdu. To so that, I nodded. Like, yeah, Urdu is similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I nodded. So then he started talking, and I realized he was only he was talking Hindi only. I mean, it was yeah <laughs> yeah. So A then he talking, yeah, but then uh, then like, he, I I'll drop you to your hotel. So I I I mean. You are in a foreign land. You do not want to believe a stranger. Like why would he? Why is he being nice to me? This guy, he dropped me to the hotel. After that, um, I mean, after the thank you and everything, he went back. Uh, again in the evening, he came back with you know a coffee and a burger because he thought that you know I am I am alone and uh, I might be scared and I might not have gone out to eat. And now also I am skeptical, right? You know, this guy—he obviously has—he has some intentions,
1: hmm. you know, getting me about the burger, yeah.
0: Yeah. Why would he do that? And then he's like, you know, uh, let's go. I'll, you know, I'll take you on a city tour. And I'm like, damn. Now I'm to- he's <laughs> getting. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know why. As you as you were talking about the vibes, I I have those vibes. So. I have traveled a lot and I've met so many amazing good strangers. So I wasn't getting bad vibes from him though. I was skeptical in my head, but I wasn't getting bad vibes from him. So I, then I actually went with him and trust me, he did bargaining for me. He helped me mine stuff. He took me to places and we did explore the city that night. And then he dropped me back at my hotel and We did exchange numbers. We did stay in touch when I was in Europe. And it was just a nice, sweet, kind gesture. He did not
1: uh, expect anything in return of it. So, yeah, I mean... So, like, basically, he just wanted to share his knowledge of local culture and cuisines that you wouldn't otherwise experience if it wasn't for him, I guess, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. So, yes, and I have lost my phone
0: uh, on a bus. So I was traveling. Yeah. So, and I did not have any phone number. So, where did you like lose this? Uh, which country city? So, this, this actually happened in India only. So, okay. I had no. So, I usually try to travel on New Year's, on my birthdays. I don't want to, like, I, I usually don't stay in cities. So, this time on New Year, uh, I thought of traveling to uh, go to uh, Udaipur. Yeah, and I just packed instantly without googling, researching anything Uh I just packed my stuff Uh I took a bus and in a haste I did not realize that it was a private bus it was a non-AC private bus which was stopping everywhere and I took a bus to Jaipur first, yeah, and then I thought that I'll take another bus from Jaipur uh, that that was the worst ride of my life. And the moment I entered inside the bus, I kept my phone on the seat. I turned around, and the phone was gone. it was gone. I couldn't look out. I couldn't click pictures. On the on, I mean, even if I reached Udaipur, how would I, you know, Google places? Obviously. Yeah. How would I go and find my hotel? Uh, though there was no hotel booked at all. So how, how would I go? What would I do? Fortunately, as I told you, I keep a journal, a diary, or an a book always with me. Um, there was a journal, and fortunately, there was a number of a fellow traveler whom I met uh, like a year ago on a different trip. So that person used to live in Udaipur. So I took someone else's number. I called this person. I went to this person's place, I stayed with that person. And it was all fun. Yeah, losing a phone also on a trip, it was fun.
1: Yeah, obviously a good experience. And also uh, to remember that everybody should keep a journal, I guess. (laughs) numbers. (laughs) So other than that, um, like you went to Paris, Berlin, Germany, any other experiences that you remember that were, you know, a little more localish, like food, cuisine, hospitality, anything related to that?
0: let me tell you one experience from again from india about local cuisine and hospitality really? so uh, as i as i was ta- telling you that you know there's so many people who help you invisibly during your trainings and uh, that was that happened at my first race so 50 kilometer uh, when i registered for that race it was an expensive race for me back then i wasn't earning too much and um, the registration cost was eight thousand or nine thousand. So I registered for that race, and again, um, the stay cost was almost similar—eight thousand, nine thousand, something. I was like, damn, it's just going to be too expensive, man. Like, I cannot just go and, uh, you know, spend twenty k just like that for this one race, and that too, like for two days. So I decided to carry my tent and my sleeping bag with me, and I thought I'll just pitch it, you know, some some place which is near to the race venue, and I went, I checked the race venue, after all the checking and everything, I found that there was a village nearby, and I thought that it's good that I, you know, I go and pitch my tent near to a village, because that is how I'll at least be, you know, safe, because I was the only girl, and if I'm sleeping in a tent, I would, you know, want to be safe, so I pitched, I started, not even pitched, I started pitching my tent, and I was pitching my tent close to a house, and the lady came out and she started, you know, asking me questions. Who are you? Where have you come from? Why are you pitching your tent here? Do you know let's come here at night? Uh, this, that, and uh, you—you'll you, be staying here alone. I was like, yeah. And then I don't know why she. I asked her. I asked her, <laughs> <laughs> Then she looked at me and was like, uh, okay. I was like okay as in okay just give me some time let me talk to my son and then we'll see so i pitched in my tent her son came she asked him and he happily gave me his room it was a very very nice room so for the next two days i was their guest did not let me eat out so you know they were serving food at the race venue so i thought i'll just go there pay there eat there and come back so they got to know that I'm going there and eating there and per meal is costing me this much. They asked me not to. And they were like, you know, we're making food for you. If we're making food for you, you're part of family now. You're staying with us, you're part of family. Whatever we are eating, you're eating that. Wow. The kitchen was so beautiful, so beautiful. So it was a proper
1: Pahari house. What place was this exactly? Right, It's near Shimla. Wow. So you yeah. got to live in a Pahari house like as a local? Yeah. Wow. yeah as a local and the
0: kitchen is an amazing i mean you just sit down and you eat there and then there is this proper authentic you know that aniti chula kind of a setup uh and then there is a utensil cleaning uh you know area that is attached to it separately and you just open the window you see mountains and they cattle and they you know these chickens little chickens so it, it was just overwhelming it was amazing experience they they are the people who actually made me run that 50 kilometer super strong and as i always say i have i, de- I have have dedicated that 50 kilometer to that family that mountain family that took care of me um so, yes and uh,
1: wonderful
0: yeah and i i do remember this one short story from prague so the bakery products are amazing I, there was this small little shop bakery shop and i went there and i wanted to buy uh, but i did not have the czech currency i had euros with me and most of the check in most of the check they do accept euros but at that particular bakery because it was a small bakery they were not accepting you know euros and I, there was a waffle in my hand, which I was about to return. And then this stranger came. He was like, please keep it. I'm paying for you. And I am like, no, please don't do that. And then he said, you know, I travel a lot. People have been kind to me. I'm doing nothing. I'm just returning, you know, a kind gesture. Just you do good for someone else when someone else is in your country. Just take Aww. care You know, I was <laughs> <a> super- <laughs> So I do all 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 that kind of uh, crazy stuff. Like you know, in the mountains, I would go and I would want to try a headstand on a narrow bridge, and I've fallen down.
1: That's also a story we would like to
0: hear about that. <laughs> so I was in um, I was in this village, which is near McLeodgan somewhere. I don't know the name of the village. So I was going inside the jungle, and we we are on this particular trail. And there was a small river stream. So to cross that river stream, you have there was a bridge, narrow bridge. It must not be bigger than this. So it was it was that narrow. And my brother crossed. I just stood there. He was living in McLeodganj back then. So I stood there. I was like, I want to do a headstand here. And he looked at me he's like, Are you? nuts? <laughs> so I was like, Yeah, I want to do. It. They're like, Okay, fine, go do. So like, you click a picture. I was like, yeah. He said, okay, fine, I I will. So I went, I did the headstand. But then I came back, I saw the picture. So like, no, you know, my legs are not straight. It's not a perfect headstand. I want to go back and then do it. So I asked him, this time you make a video. Why? Because even if I, you know, keep my legs straight for a millisecond, I'll take a screenshot and then I'll be happy. So I went back while doing the headstand. So I think when you're balancing, you shouldn't doubt. Again, anything that you're doing, you shouldn't doubt. So when I was balancing, I I just thought, what if I fell down? Nothing. <laughs> I thought, what if I fell down? I fell down. I tried to fill that, you know, wood, but I couldn't. I just fell down. There were rocks beneath that uh, bridge, and I from there I shouted just to convince my brother, I am all right. Nothing. Is- to me. But <laughs> nothing had happened he thought that I, I i think he thought that i had broken my rib or something but fortunately well, obviously fortunately <laughs> i did not also but yeah obviously. so <laughs> yeah and i've climbed i've submitted the mount stok Kangri on my birthday and that too like on a shoestring budget with the indian army wow so I, with the yeah, indian I, army indian army so i was in ladakh in 2017 when, when i was hitchhiking and so i got bored of sightseeing i was looking for some adventure something so uh then i re- started researching about you know trekking treks and i have always heard of you know uh, stoke County so i went to these uh, uh, these I mean, there are, there are travel agents there. So I went to all of them and asked them, you know, I want to do Mount Stok How much would it cost? They all kept telling me, you know, 15,000, 20,000, 12,000 was the minimum. And I did not have, I mean, back then I did not have that money in my pocket. I feel so
1: like you do you suggest spending that much rather than like exploring yourself? I, I wouldn't
0: have spent so much. I do not. Uh, different people have different choices, but. I would not suggest anyone to. But it's, I mean, it's a, what, I mean, that experience is worth it. But I don't know. I wouldn't have, but I think people want to. They should go there with a proper guide because it is technically, it is not like any random trek because there will be a glacier. You have to wearing oh. those scarpa shoes and all. You should have the proper gaiters and, you know, those, below your scarpa shoes you put those uh, metallic uh, spikes to you know cross the glaciers so yes it's important you either you should have all the gears you should have the technical knowledge uh, or you sh- or you you know take a guide, guide. yeah take a guide. but i was stupid i i just wanted to do it so i asked people and then uh, a foreigner who's now a very good friend Suggested me that you know I should go alone and he convinced me to go alone to at least to the base camp of you know of the week so he convinced me like you know if you will go for a trek you'll not get the feeling of you know that sense of accomplishment so he convinced me he go uh, go until the base camp next time when you come you go for the summit so. I started, he gave me the directions, like, you know, you go to this proper taxi stand from there, you take a taxi to this proper village, from that village, you start walking towards, towards that particular direction, you would see other trekkers, you know, going to the base camp, join them, so I I followed his instructions, I took my tent, some breads, some butter, uh, uh, some, some fruits, veggies, and a pair of, extra clothes that's it and I started walking towards uh, the you know the base camp I was fortunate because while taking a break at this particular tea stall where I was having my Maggie and uh, you know talking to some fellow uh, fellow uh, trekkers I got to know they were all with their guides so I, I think I was the only girl who was, you know, just doing the alpine style without even knowing that I was doing the alpine style <laughs> uh, climbing. And that is when I met this uh, uh, subedar, major subedar from uh, the army. And then we started talking and then they told me that they're also going to the summit. So I was like, would you mind if I tag along? And then we gladly, you know, tagged along talking. And in between uh, the, the major came. So the major was you know, was the commanding officer for that particular um, uh, summit. So he he was the in charge. So they they all got scared, like, you know, uh-huh. they all took break. They had the lunch. And I walked up to the major now this time. So I, I walked up to him, I introduced myself, like, hi, I'm a poorba and, uh, you know, I'm a backpacker. Uh, and I'm just traveling on a shoestring budget. Would you mind if I tag along with you guys until the base camp. And I don't know why, again, he agreed. Usually, uh, I mean, they do not tag along the civilians. He agreed. He agreed and I thought they would take a break in between. They did not. We Like right away, we reached the summit, I mean the base camp. And at the base camp, I decided that I'll also go for the summit. So a day prior to my birthday, I climbed the peak with the Indian Army. I came down, uh, and the next morning, while we were leaving from the base camp, they all sang me Happy Birthday to you, and wow. did celebrate. I mean, when we came down, also we pitched in our tents together, and that was one special birthday that I, you know, I celebrated with the Indian
1: Army. The best gift ever, right? Yeah, the, the best, best birthday, birthday ever. Singing you Happy Birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the best birthday ever. Wonderful, yeah. your experiences are uh, like literally mind-blowing experiences, true. <laughs> you uh, are representing Adidas. You are the Adidas uh, brand ambassador. So, uh, how did that happen? So, it,
0: all of this happened after I made the national record. So, I think these are all small and little opportunities that come your way and... Uh, i mean i do remember i only had one pair of shoe and i would do my training and my races and everything in that one pair of shoe i was part of adidas running community i was running with them back i mean before making the national record as well so 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 i was only a group member back then not an ambassador not a crew member but once i made the national record the adidas team approached me they wanted me on the board and that's how I got the option B. And now I think I have all the training shoes uh, that I would like to wear on a training day, on a race day, on a speed training day, on an interval training day. So now I have a variety of shoes.
1: And Wonderful.
0: I'm so lucky and I'm so fortunate. Uh, I think not lucky. I think you earned it. Yeah. So I've earned it. So I'm fortunate that way. And I am also uh
1: an ambassador
0: with Adidas fantastic
1: okay so coming towards the end of the interview uh, I would like you to give a strong message to our listeners
0: I am someone who do not give strong messages but uh, yeah the only thing I would want to tell anyone I come across through this interview is that please believe in yourself believe in your dreams and first of all dream dare to dream dream because they do come true and put faith in your dreams be kind be kind to everyone around you and even if someone is being kind to you make sure that you reciprocate that kindness not just to this person you you know spread it forward like you know you help someone else so that that po- and ask that person to help someone else so These are very little things, but, you know, if if we are chasing our dreams, if we are staying humble, if we are staying kind, uh, if we have faith in our dreams, I think we tend to reach our goals faster. We create positivity around us. We create good vibes around us, which attracts good people around us. And that's how, you know, we spread this amazing infectious energy, which makes this world a very beautiful place to live. So, and cheers to you, Minakshi, for you know spreading your good vibes. You're one amazing person that I've come across. Um, not just through your tra- not just through traveling, but you know chasing your dreams, following your heart, and being brave enough
1: to do something which is not you know conventional. So, thank you. You. Thank you. Right. Okay, so the last question is, how can our listeners connect with you?
0: I have an Instagram page which is in the name of Adhuree Chikara. They can message me there. They can follow me there. Uh, I do have a Facebook page in the name of Apurva Chikara. Uh, I will answer them there as well. They can
1: message me there. But I am more active on Instagram. Thank you so much, Apurva. Thank you for, so much Akshi. for your time and your inspiring, you know, journey Thank and you so much
0: for wonderful
1: option. And I am looking forward to many more such amazing
0: sessions with you and I will be waiting for you know other interviews as well because I know you've been um, interviewing a lot of people who are so inspiring so I'm super excited and you know I'm, I'm looking forward to it
1: thank you thank you so much awesome keep chasing your dreams lots Definitely. of bye-bye thank you Bye-bye. So this was Apurva's inspiring life journey so far and her crazy travel experiences. And I hope you got some amazing insights and motivation from this episode. Thank you so much for giving your precious time to this podcast. If this episode was inspiring and insightful, please do drop a comment on my Instagram and YouTube. at rate my boho voyage. Also, do check out my YouTube channel at the rate my boho voyage for the video version of this episode. Please do subscribe and give a 5 star rating and hopefully write a review for Inspiring Explorers. Also, please don't forget to connect with me on Instagram and YouTube. Drop me a hi or send me a comment so that I know we are in this journey together. This has been Akshay Srivastava, your host for Inspiring Explorers, saying goodbye. See you next week with an amazing, inspiring interview. Till then, take care.